Okay, and the technique you teach about it, uh, uh, it's based on uh, mindfulness of the breath or the abdomen. Uh, uh, my question is, uh, would you agree that uh, it would, it's uh, a more advanced technique would be to be mindful of thought? The idea is that uh, the mind tends to see the five senses as external, and it's easier for the mind to, to not identify with them, so you can be mindful of uh, the, the movements of your abdomen, for example, and not identify with them, but it's more difficult to be mindful of your, of your thoughts and not identify with them. Because uh, our mind uh, tends to think that thoughts are more like uh, its uh, its nature, its inner uh, right. characteristic. Well, it it depends on the person, but ad advanced might not quite be the word that I would use, but it's getting there. Um, the The point of of putting the body first is that it's more obvious. The Visuddhimagga does a really good job of, of summing this up by saying that uh, you don't have to go and you don't have to pay any attention or to trying to be mindful of the mind because the more clear the body becomes or as the the body becomes clear to to um, to an equal degree, the mind becomes clear. By focusing on the body, the mind becomes clear. Because what is it that's focusing on the body but the mind? So as you're watching the abdomen, you're in the best position to catch, catch the mind, to catch your thoughts. So that's the reason for starting there. Um, but as to thinking that the mind is self or that thoughts are self, the theory, the theory of it is that it depends on the person. Some people are more attached to the mind, some people are more attached to the body. I mean, I'm just going by theory. I, I, I know what I teach and I know how I teach. And um, I don't put emphasis on any one of the four satipatthanas, um, mostly because I'm obviously not qualified to say which person has uh, which tendency? Is this person more likely to attach to the body or more likely attached to the mind? Are they more of a uh, passionate person or are they more of a views-based person? Um, I was just editing one of my talks and, and, and it reminds me of, uh, I'm reminded of it where I was talking about how um, a person can change quite quickly from one day to the next or from from one course to the next at least so to say that the, you know some at one point they'll be passionate another point they'll be um, intellectual uh, and and a person might be outwardly intellectual but inside be very passionate and so on so to to focus on one or the other of the satipatthana you don't see that in the buddhist teaching you don't see any uh, any emphasis being placed in that in that regard so starting with the body we what, what you can see is that there's a lot more in the Satipatthana Sutta on the body so you could say well in that case focusing on the body for example the breath is um, 
is probably the best place to start. The Buddha said, by practicing Anapanasati, you're actually practicing the four foundations, all four of the foundations of mindfulness, for example. Um, but beyond that, the feelings, the mind, and the dhammas, um, I would say, I, I wouldn't have any reason to put one of them ahead of the, of the other. You see how it goes. I mean, there's a teacher, a very famous teacher in the world, who focuses on focuses on focuses on Vedana, and he comes up with all these uh, these um, quotes from the Buddhist teaching about how Vedana, the second Satipatthana, is the most important. There's a teacher in Burma who practices Jitta Nupasana, and he's famous for being a master in practicing Jitta Nupasana. And I don't buy this really. I mean, their arguments are sound, but it seems to be like the Titya Sutta, you know, the, these blind men and the elephant. I think that's maybe pushing it too far, and I don't want to really criticize. Um, but it's in danger of that, and it doesn't seem to be a particularly... Uh, it doesn't seem to be the perfect way to focus on any one of the four, to focus on anything really. I mean, take the general and, and try to be as flexible as possible. I think the four Satipatthana, if you look at what the Buddha said about it, as being like the four posts of a of a corral to keep the mind in check, um, like the four trees that this monkey is going through. Uh, the, the four Satipatthana as being the um, the monks or the, the meditators um, gochara, their resort, their pasture, and not to go outside of the four satipatthana. So I really push the four satipatthana. My teacher really pushes the four satipatthana, and I'm, you know, that's one of the great reasons why I have such faith and respect in him, because through his teachings I've come to see how, how much I agree with that. The four satipatthana are 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 not too much and not too little, so I stick with stick by that all four. So I, I guess it uh, depends uh, it's a lot on the meditator on, on each case in particular. Uh, yeah, I mean, for example, who's going to say who's going to say what the meditator needs to focus on in a moment besides what is there? If there's thought there, why why you know of course they should focus on thought. If there's vedana there at that moment, they should focus on vedana, but if the meditator is the one who says I should focus on this or this, then 99% of the time they're just following their own bias and it's not what they should be doing. Uh, okay, should but be doing. then uh, I thought that your, uh, your practice, uh, the one that you teach, it was uh, uh, based on uh, focusing always on, on your abdomen, regardless of what's happening. Definitely not. It's something pops up, uh, you, you notice it, and then go back to breath. So That's right. Is... Go back to it, but only because there's it's a base. There's nothing else. When there's nothing else there, go. Well, something comes there up. There are all these things. Even during a single in breath or out breath, there are lots of things happening at the same time. Well, not in the beginning, maybe, but not when you get when you get um, quieted down. Then they're not really happening at the same time, but. Yeah, you can, you can go back and forth. There's, there's no reason to stay with the abdomen, per se, except that it's easy to find. It, it helps you calm down. It helps keep you focused, so you don't get too carried away with. You know, you can get easily get yeah. overwhelmed by, 
thoughts and, and so on, and very easy to get, get carried away and no longer be mindful. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons uh, I find it uh, more useful uh, because it's more transferable to our normal life where you have lots of thoughts and uh, it's easier to get lost on that uh, event. So uh, maybe with the practice, the uh, informal practice, if you're uh, uh, capable of, of following the thoughts without getting lost in them, being just aware and mindful of them, it's easier to keep that practice during daily life. Could be, um, but it may not be. You may not be progressing as a result. You know, in the daily life, why is it not easy to focus on the body? It's easy to get lost in the thoughts and easy to to stop being objective and, and start being, uh, you know, have, uh, giving rise to the ego, the I, I am, am, am thinking and so on. But no, it's, it's certainly possible. There's nothing wrong with it per se. Um, I guess all I would say, you know, rather than, than argue one way or the other, um, very, very much recommend to, to keep in mind all four of the Satipatthana. And of course, to to use the mantra as as I teach it. If you're not using the mantra, then it's it's actually a different tradition, and uh, I don't have a lot to say. Yeah, well, I have a question about the mantras, and it relates to a question there is now. I think in the chat, uh, someone asked uh, about uh, uh, what about other languages if you don't use the English. Uh, and you have a problem finding the right words in each case. Mm. Well, something mm. simple. The word's not important. The word's just a tool to remind you. Whatever is going to remind you of the object as it is. Whatever's what about the object? What, what about the, the consciousness of the object itself? That's the reminder of the object. I mean, you can use it. No, the, the reminder of the nature of the object. Right? The consciousness is is all over the place. Consciousness is aware of the object as being good, as being bad, as being me, as being mine. Consciousness is not pure all the time. Um, you need a consciousness that is clearly aware, ah, this is just what it is. So the, 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 this is what mindfulness is that grasps the true nature of the object without grasping the characteristics or the particulars or, or judging it at all. So you don't have to use the word, but it's um, far preferable in, 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 according to our tradition. But try to find Maybe a word that is simple. Instead of arising, you may uh, use, for example, uh, expansion and, or, or touch, the happening stuff and touching your cards, for example. Uh, you may go into more details of, of what sensation is uh, present in each moment. Sorry, I don't get it. See, can you ask it again? Uh, because rising sounds like a concept. Uh, uh -huh. There's not really a feeling of rising. It's more like a, a sensation. It's more like an expansion or, or the, yeah. the, the yeah. rubbing against your pores. Yeah, well, so, as a non-sorry, non, uh, go, go ahead. Yeah, and, and the, the, the word could be like a, like a concept uh, misleading. Yeah. Well, in, see, the thing is, that's really funny. The thing is, in English, we know 
quite clearly that it's rising and that it's falling, but if you're not a native English speaker, it doesn't seem like it's rising at all. For for English native English speakers, I think it's quite clear that this is a rising motion. But it's not a rising motion. It's, it has nothing to do with the word rising at all. It's just that that's what we call that in English. That's what 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 reminds us, or that that's that's what it reminds us of. Um, but you know, in French, they say "gonflé, dégonflé," which is, is is much more technically correct. Because in fact, when you're uh, standing vertically, your abdomen is not rising up. I know, but in English, that, that in English, it's a different kind of rising. The rising is the inflation. It's just an English okay. idiom. That's an, that's something that we should keep in mind to let people know, because there's a lot of non-English, non-natives. Even here, I get a lot of non-native English speakers, and I still tell them to use rising and falling. But mm -hmm. uh, it's funny, interesting that we we could maybe have better words, because in Thai, it's pong na yup na pong na is the inflating less, and yup na is is um, deflating, inflating, deflating, mm -hmm. which is very correct. It's just that in English, we we do understand it to be rising and falling for some reason.